Ready? Born ready. Happy Monday, everyone. This is going to be our new drop time. Um, yep, it's going to be our new drop time. I'm super excited because, yeah, you know, change is inevitable and change is good. And yeah, either way, welcome to another episode of the Cool and Conscious podcast where you learn to be cool or you learn how cool you are or you get reminded about how cool you are rather because you already, already know. know that you're cool <laughs> and if you don't then hey you can come here and figure out how cool you are um and you can also learn how to be conscious we have so many people in this society that pretend to be conscious or pretend to be woke but here on this podcast you can come and be unapologetically woke you can hear people come and be unapologetic and speak their truth and not just speak their truth, stand convicted in it and encourage you to do the same. So welcome, 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 welcome. Um, yeah. So before we get started, before we get this party started, ooh, ooh, um, I'm going to let you guys know how I feel. Drum roll, please. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> I'm literally like, I feel like he's doing this because I don't never know. When he give me a short drum roll, I'll be like, um, give me another one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so now he gives me a long one. I'm like, okay, what's going on? I know now. Dang, please. <laughs> okay, so today I feel um. I feel today I don't really feel like anything. Um, but yesterday I felt conscious. <laughs> so I feel like I'm still on a little conscious ride. <laughs> so we'll go with conscious. <laughs> um, let's see. I would say I feel or felt conscious because I went to a rodeo. Um, and it was a black owned rodeo out in Fitzgerald, Georgia, which is right on the like state line, honey. Whew, it was far. But the place that it was at was at a 400-acre um, ranch, um, and it's owned by a black family. And they passed it down to generations. And, like, each family member has, like, a certain amount of acres. Like, it's, it's split up. <clears throat> but the place is massive. Like, it. the first time I went to it, this was their ninth year doing it. So I've only been to one other one right before COVID and then COVID happened. So that, you know, obvious, obvious reasons. Um, and so this year was their ninth and next year will be their 10th anniversary. But the first time I went, I kid you not, there was not a lake there. That's how big this place is. I went there this year. There's a big ass lake <laughs> that they added. And I'm damn. like, damn. damn, can we, so we're going to start having paddle boats here? Like, <laughs> like, um, 
but they have crops and they have like a horse pen where they have the horse games and stuff. And then they have like trails for four wheelers and um, horse trail rides. Like when I say it is a massive, massive, massive place. Um, And it was just beautiful to see. Um, to see just the different family members there that take pride in it, um, to know that, you know, yeah, there's drama within every family, but they still are able to come together for this event. And they're still able to, you know, share the responsibility because when I tell y'all, it is so much land, like people have trouble just mowing they one little grass at their house. <laughs> so imagine the upkeep for this 400 acre massive massiveness um so it was really great to just see and witness and experience because there's always been that 40 acre and a mule but my nigga they had 400 of those acres like i was just looking like damn what happened to 40 acres y'all got 400 acres and a few mules like y'all it was it was just beautiful to see um to say the least and so that kind of had me in my conscious bag a little bit um and I went with my family which was cool um and I guess just showing my little brother you know stuff like that and exposing him to just the endless possibilities when you leave outside of your comfort zone which is the city um it was it was really good it was really nice Another thing that got me in my conscious bag was I was on social media right before I lost cell service <laughs> because I didn't have cell service the whole day. That's how in the country we were. No cell service. Like not even, you know how you go out and you'll have like one bar, but the one bar is not really doing what it's supposed to do, but you have it. So you feel a little connected to society. Like maybe if I hold the phone up in the air or, you know, move the phone a little bit. I No, nothing. When I got back to civilization, people were like, Cree, are you okay? What's going on? I've been calling you. I've been texting you. You haven't responded. I'm like, y'all, I just did not have service all day. But <clears throat> before I lost service, I was on social media. And I'm seeing this whole Kanye West thing of him just calling out the Kardashians, calling out Gap, calling out Adidas. And he is going on a rant like y'all are not going to control me and my kids. I should have a say so in my kids education and they're going to go to Donda and and they're like he's basically saying like, you know, he deserves a say so in his children's lives and, and rightfully so. Um, And he deserves a say so in Adidas and he deserves a say so in Gap. And now Adidas is copying his his designs and having meetings with about him without him and gap is kind of doing the same thing and it really just i sympathized with him but i did not empathize with him um and i thought it was quite comical not the struggle that he's currently facing but because it's like damn we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> like We knew. You knew. Kanye, you are too smart. People call you crazy. People call you an evil genius. People call you whatever they call you. You are a smart man. And because you allowed yourself to be in certain circles and you allowed 
their praise and you allow the money and you allow certain things to make you forget that you were black, whether it was for 10 years or if it was for one second, that's one second too long. You forgot that you were black for a certain amount of time and you thought for a certain amount of time that they liked you. And for a certain amount of time, they no longer saw that you were black. And for a certain amount of time, they weren't going to extort you and steal from you and take from you and undermine you and dehumanize you. You thought for a certain amount of time that because your name was Kanye West, because your name was Yeezy, because they scream for you, because they cry for you, because they give their money to you, you thought that they were not going to backhand you. It don't matter if she if, if she had your kids. You are still black. And she is still a white woman. One of the most famous white women in the world. Dang. And you thought that you were going to have a say? Like, like, so no, I can't jump on this bandwagon and hoopity hop a lot. And I can't do that. Because at the end of the day, I need for you to stop whining. Because right now you're just whining. And yeah, your feelings are hurt, but you're still fucking whining. And at some point, we need a plan of action. So for the people that do support you, for the people that did see this coming, for the people that do understand and sympathize for you, and hell, for the people that do empathize for you, we need a game plan. We don't need you stating the fucking obvious because white people are going to white people every single time. And I say this so many times on this podcast, and I'm going to keep saying it. And I said it on my social media yesterday. No matter how green their money is or pink their pussy is they are still white and they're going to be white until the end of the time so Kanye we just need some strategy okay (laughs) and I don't know how you could go about getting the people all the way down here the strategy but you have people that are willing to follow through but if you're just going to be whining every day, showing us text messages and showing us what we already know, we don't want that. Because at that point, you're diluting the message. You're confusing people. You are enraging people. You, you're doing everything but unifying people. And we don't need that. Absolutely do not need that. So honestly, I, I can't even apologize that it happened to you because I'm not sorry it happened. Like, I'm like, I'm absolutely not sorry it happened because I'm telling you, like, I just, sometimes I wish I could be a black man so I could see what it is that y'all see when you don't see how history could possibly repeat itself. Like, I, I want to see, I want to be a black man and be immersed in white women. And, oh, you and, mean from the white women. Aspect. Right. Yeah. I want to be a black man, and I want to be around white women and and truly feel that, that thought process of, oh, they love me, or oh, they're going to look out for me, or, oh, I want white kids, mixed kids, or, oh, my life would be better with them. I truly want to 
have experienced that thought process because it ends the same way. Even these athletes, y'all getting caught up. <laughs> y'all getting caught up. Mm-hmm. Everything is being taken away from you. And then you look around and you wonder, dang, what happened? It's, look at the company that you kept. I think it's the uh, same I think it's the same lines of some of the, all right, so like how some black women align themselves with white women on the feminism tip. Yeah, some of those brothers align themselves with some white women who say, oh, well, almost like a Rachel Dolezal who's like, I understand you. I'm here for your plight. You know, the um, maternal side, Mm -hmm. right? You got that side. You have a side of resentment towards black women, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if all you've seen is a certain type of black woman, a loud, disgruntled, Mm -hmm. upset, on top of that, not attractive. I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there as well, too, because, like, unfortunately, I think, especially with the athletes, when I look at, like, who raised them or their mothers, they don't fall Mm -hmm. in love with them. Mm -hmm. I love my mom, so I found a woman that kind of reflects that. A lot of times, that's what happens, but when you resent Mm -hmm. your mother, you find somebody who's the opposite. So I think there's some of that in there. There's a little bit of the, uh, well, and, and there's some black women that do this too, access, right? Let me get a white partner for access, mm-hmm. right? Black women say, let me get a white man for access. Black men say the same thing, access. I get this white person on my arm, now I'm like Byron Allen, right? I can, I can buy the Weather Channel right. with her on my arm. I can't buy the Weather Channel with, you know, a sister on my arm, at least not what he thought. And then the, the last part of it is, you know, and this, and this is just in general in all terms of dating, you just might not know how to talk. And you were just lame. And the only yeah. woman, look at Childish Gambino is a good example. People be trying to go on Childish, oh, he got this Asian, this white. But like, I don't know any sisters. I don't know no black woman that's like, oh, Childish Gambino, that nigga. Yeah. That's the nigga. Like, I understood it when they said that for Jay Ellis on Insecure. It was a bunch of women who loved his roles. Like, oh, I, that's the, I want a Lawrence ass nigga. And you find out, you know, he married a white woman. It kind of hurts you. Nobody did it to Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah, it definitely hurt me. I was like, what? Like, I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that literally kept playing in my head and and honestly, I stopped watching the show after that. I'm not going to hold you because I'm just like, no, we don't relate. So you 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 know how to play black, but you don't know how to, like, stay on code. I don't. Uh, what's his name? Ghost? Uh, oh, Martin yeah. After, after I found out, I stopped watching Power. But when you hear his story, how many sisters would have did what the white lady did for him? Mm-hmm. How many sisters would let you just humming and bum it for, like, two or three years? I mean, legit everything and just put everything into this man right you don't even know but at the same time at the same time and i feel like we've had this conversation previously white women can unfortunately afford that they can afford that mentally spiritually emotionally sexually financially they can afford to take care of somebody you're right until their come up black women we're in the same boat. Yeah. We're trying to get it just how you are. We, I promise you, we are. No. And so we don't have so, the so, oh, let me let me let you do. Yeah, I can support you in the ways that I can, but I need for you to support yourself as well. Like it has to be a team effort. It can't exactly. be I'm gonna be the only. And I, for some black women, because black women are killing shit now for. Some black women, they absolutely can't allow a man to come. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, but they still won't. wholeheartedly support their dreams. They won't again because that is not how 
we we just weren't afforded that luxury. Even passed down through generations, we weren't afforded the luxury. No, you right. We just weren't. (laughs) You're right on that, but it's just like how some black girls get these sugar daddies, these old white men sugar daddies. Mm -hmm. I think another thing, and, and we talked about this too, because it's an age thing, right? The age you're at, you meet a young man around the same age, he's not gonna have even what I have in my age. I'm not gonna have what a brother ten years from me even has. Mm-hmm. So then that forty five year old brother approaches a nice thirty year old woman and he has a house, car, everything that needs to go with it, and she's right, rock and stepping you ready to do that. But there's a fifteen year gap in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then that thirty year old brother is looking like either I find somebody to come up with, one, or come up by myself two or three who knows this lovely white milk and magnesia lady just says she's going to take care and then unfortunately you also have the mindset of some brothers who don't mind being taken care of now i think in omari's situation he knew what he was headed towards but man i see did you see that clip that went viral on ig the spiritual world like that uh the black girl so it was like a cheaters episode and it was a black dude. He got caught with a black woman, but he has two white women. What? As his, I'm, I'm about to find it. What? You got to see this. You got to see this. But it kind of goes into what you're saying too, though, because some of these brothers they just are anti-black women. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even a. And I, I mean, statistics will show you sisters just aren't mindset-wise. Sisters just don't think that in general. Like a brother will step out of the race before a sister will. That's just statistically. Yeah. Right? But I also think some of it goes into access. And like you said, and I, and I don't think a lot of brothers heard, have heard that in a while. Like, nigga, I can't afford to take care of you. Like, even if I wanted to, if my wholehearted, I can't. Even some parents are that with their kids. Look, I love you, but at 18, you got to go because like, I don't I have can't. Yeah. I literally cannot afford it. Like Unless you're going to be paying, too. And we can do this together. But just taking care of you, I just can't take care of you. But it's not even so much of a take care of you financially. It's a take care of you mentally, emotionally, sexually, spiritually, financially. Like those are five pillars that are so important just in life. And so if you have someone else in your space and they haven't, they can't take care of any of that on their own. So they're depending on you to pray for them. They're depending on you to give them money. They're depending on you to fuck them. They're depending on you, like, in so many to feed them, to clothe. Like, that is, I am not your mother. And so when you come to me and that's what I have to be, it's like. And some of it's a defense mechanism, too, because you're not like that. But this generation's changing, and it's a lot of women who are just like, I don't want no relationship. I just want the bread. Uh, matter of fact, my nigga, you don't got to do that. You can just do this. I don't even care if you get a wife or a girlfriend. Just break me off, break me off, break me off. And that is so, what scares me so bad because I'm like, either I'm cra- I'm the crazy one or I'm the crazy one because when I date a guy and I'm expecting X, Y, and Z and you looking at me like, what? Or I'm the I'm the crazy one because I'm 
a little old school and I would like my door to be open. I would like to be courted a certain way. And I literally had this one guy tell me, oh, I can't do that. I don't, I ain't nobody ever asked me to do that. I don't, I don't, I can't do that. And I'm like, but yeah. you want to have sex though. Like you, you, you want a piece of me. Like, so but, but see, I don't, you, I don't get it. Because you see it as a piece of you. If I, first of all, if I don't see it as you sharing something with me, we're not on the same level. If I don't see it as a piece of you, because you're, you're one. Ten other girls didn't she see it as a piece. She saw it as a token. She saw it as a bargaining chip. You get what I'm saying? See, a piece of me sounds like it's less transactional and I have to kind of care, right? Because I'm right. taking you with right. me. And, that, and that's my point. Of, so now I'm is, I'm the crazy one because I don't yeah. see it as... But I never, like you said, I never, but I never met this before. Everything else was a bargaining chip. Everything else was... It's like, okay, if you do this, I'm going to get this bag. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it's like... Exactly. Exactly. I don't think... I don't know how that... I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Like It's old school. But, I mean, also, too, I think that it's not just an old school thing. I think it's an influence thing, too, right? Because if we grew up, or my generation grew up in this age, we would be influenced. Because we were influenced to, ain't no fun if the homies don't get it. That was an influence we came in. That's so, disgusting. I mean, but I'm saying that was an influence. So it was a, it was, <laughs> a, it was a side influence of, yeah, she cool, but whatever. I'll pass it. And you hear it in the music all the time. I'll pass it to this. I'll pass it to him. I'll pass it to the home. It was just a fucked up culture. And then you don't realize later on in life, oh, yeah, niggas is beefing because you really like that girl. Right. You wanted her to be your girlfriend. Right. But you just, but you just was just. Her. And then her listening to the music also thought, well, maybe I should. Maybe this is maybe right. Maybe, maybe this is what him. he wants. Maybe this is. You know and it's like so I think that's how we got here too with the transactional stuff. It's like, well, I don't want to look stupid. So if this man is going to spend a hundred, two hundred tonight on a date, I don't want to lose it and not fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because there's going to be some girls that's definitely going to fuck, and then it all becomes very transactional. But I have heard. See, I guess what gives me hope, too, is that it's such a wide spectrum that I've run into a lot of young men recently that sound like they have their head on their shoulder. Honestly, I will say that. I feel like, and this is... They don't is, have the money yet, but they have their head on their shoulder. This is no shade to the women. I feel like the women are becoming men, and the men, not saying the men are becoming women, but the men are... They they really want families. I think the men are becoming men again. Right. They, like, they want families. They want to lead households. They want to be the head of households, and they want to take care and, and have feelings. And mm-hmm. But then that temptation of the woman and, and what the woman is. So it's like, it's crazy because it's like, okay, now women are leading, leading, like, what they want in relationships and men are getting hurt and then they're going to hurt the next woman and then the cycle just like because like, repeating. Saying, it's like the men are trying to be men again but now the women like you said don't want to be because the men the men were men i mean yeah. the men were turning into women i think there was a point where i was looking i was like oh these men they're turning but now i feel like they're starting to straighten back up because so many men especially with the OGs they're like, hey, bro, let me tell y'all y'all niggas something. Yeah. If y'all keep it up, if y'all think the women are bad now, it's going to be 10 times worse because, and Kree, I don't think you realize this, this, 
this issue has spilled over. It used to be contained with like in the twenty something. Oh yeah. Now oh now 30, it's the thirties and the forties and the fifties. Like, I see grandmothers partying with their granddaughters. When I say and for the same young nigga, I almost threw up. And this is again, this is no shade to like older women and older men. But me personally, I want to have people to look up to. I want to have that that cutoff, okay? After like 30, you should not be still at the clubs with the same people. Like there should be like a sort of elevation. And so the fact that I no longer see that elevation and I'm I am at the club with people in their 50s and it's just like bro why are you here i'm disgusted and it's not that you can't be here because you absolutely can but why are you here like why you know what I mean? like set precedents this one guy told me and at the time i was like you had to be like 21 22 but he saw value in me and he was he i think he still is a promoter and i haven't seen him in years but I was at this, I forget the name of the place because it's not there anymore, but I I came there and he looked at me. He was like, Cree, why are you here? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm I'm young, you know, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm still working in radio, just out having a good time. And he's like, no, Cree, seriously, why, why are you here? <clears throat> and I was like, I mean, damn, why, like, can I not be here? I kind of got a little offended. He was like, well, I feel like, you know, I've been seeing you too much. And, and he was like, and not saying that's bad, but I feel like you have a lot to offer and you are more exclusive when people don't have access to you. He was like, when people see you too much, when you out and about, he was like, that's not, that's not true power. That's, he was like, people should be paying you to come out. Not, but he was like, they're not going to do that if you always out. Is that, Unless you had a plan. <laughs> Right, he was like, "What? What are you? What are you?" And I looked at him, and I, I think I had a drink. I just like slid the drink to the side. I was like, "Damn, I feel like I didn't got in trouble." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and I will never forget that. I'll never forget that encounter because he was like, he held me accountable in such like a loving brother way, and I think now I'm just at that point. It kind of rubbed off on me. So now when I go out and I see older people it's just like bro like you not tired of this shit you not tired of being around this you not tired of this same old shmamo lame old stuff like <laughs> I think as you mature and as you become of age different things should interest you different environments different experiences and so like you said, seeing grandma shake their ass on social media and have their clothes off and showing skin. It's just like, bro, come on, bro. Come on. And then you're not like guiding. See, the difference is like when you see older men doing that, a lot of times we already know what they're on. Outside of that, man, it's like a lot of older men, they do different things. And then it's like, it, it's just the, the, I just hear too much in the Zagites of like, oh, well, the men this, and the men that, and the women this, the women that. But it's like. Who do you want to be? Well, who do you want to like, be? Who are you looking up to? Who do you have to look up to? Like, you're supposed to be an elder statement, and, and, and these young girls 
or looking up to these older women. I think now that's why it's changing too, because a lot of older women are coming out saying, "Damn, you know, wish I had a nigga at forty six, at forty, at fifty six. But it's like, but why would you? Why would you? What? This lady, y'all. I'm in the thrift store the other day, okay. And I have on like this. I have on a skirt. It's like almost knee length skirt, and like a shirt and like a sweater. And I'm in line with all the grannies because it's the last Wednesday of the month. And the last Wednesday of the month is 50% off, child. So this is when all the grannies come out to the thrift store, okay? And this is me and my grandma's ritual. We go to the thrift store on the last day and we use her senior citizen discount on top of the 50% off. So we be walking out of there with, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm in line and this grandma turns around and she's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what, what's going on, Granny? Like, you need help? And she's like, No, I just am so happy. And I, I was like, well, Okay, you know, all right, give me the tea. What's going on? And she, and she says that she's happy because seeing me was the first time in a while she saw a woman that looked presentable. She said, You know, baby, I just, I'm so happy because the older I get, the more nonsense I see coming from young women. And she said, alluding to what you said, she was like, women complain about men acting like dogs, but they go out giving them a bone. They go out dressed any kind of way, giving them a bone, and then expect for them to not act like dogs. Or they go out acting, acting crazy, expecting the men to not be dogs and she was like you cannot do that it doesn't work that way and she was like just seeing seeing you seeing how you're dressed seeing how you're presenting yourself right now she was like it's just so heartwarming and i was just looking like i thought i was ugly today Chad. thank you granny yeah, some clothes on. <laughs> i mean i think that and then on top of like you know I, sometimes you know and and I and sometimes I, what I hear is not really a man and women thing. I really think it's all reflection. I think it's all what you put out. I think it's half of you know what you tell yourself. Because like me and my girl get into this shit all the time. She'll say stupid shit like, "Yeah, I be trying to let girls know you ain't gotta do that much." Because look, I got a man. And I, I said, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." You did a lot. Like I said, you may not. You don't. You may not remember. It, you don't look at it like that. Like yeah. I said, but you cook every night. You know what I'm saying? You change my diet. You do like it's a lot of little things you've done, but then women try to downplay it or try not to come off as a pick me, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I'm doing too much. But niggas don't care. Like, cause oh, because there's this new movement called soft living. I don't know if you've been seeing mm-hmm. this. I have been I have been seeing that. Soft living. So she even came to me about the soft living and she was like, da 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 I think I'm gonna do that. And I was like, Well, I think you already do that. Like, mm. think about half of the shit you don't have to worry about. Like, you know, we smoke. Cool. Mm-hmm. She, she can't remember the last time she had to buy it. Actually, think about, am I going to be able to smoke today? Mm-hmm. It happens every day. Wi-Fi every day. Lights mm-hmm. on all the time. You Every time you want something to eat. You got to, like, there's That's never soft really been, living. Yeah. yeah it's not, maybe a big-ass purchase might be like, okay, we'll give it a week or two. But basic shit, like I said mm-hmm. the other day, I, the car got washed. 
You didn't even know your fucking tire had two nails in it. Got your new tire. <laughs> like, little shit like that. There should be a show about women in cars. Because I, even with Coco, y'all, the and car. shit should be automatic. The car tells me what's going on. And I'd be like, mm, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. I put air in my own car and an older lady pulled up. She had like a new, a new uh, a Hyundai. She was like, the light just came on. I don't know what's wrong with the air. I'm like. <laughs> what was you say? Like, like, and I felt like she was waiting for a man to pull up to put air in the tire because I saw the car there and I'm like, damn, she's been there for a minute. And she didn't get out of her car until I got out of mine. She was. She, she was, was waiting. Like, oh, hey. Like, oh, she, she was waiting. She was but waiting. But I was like, let me just help her. But yeah, women in cars. This, have, have no idea. It's also part of the soft living. Like, I think that like soft living has to kind of come back into play because like I told my girl, men have not changed their mindset on hard living. Like, yeah, no. And y'all aren't. And y'all, I don't think man, y'all are. I said a key indicator of a of a nigga that you shouldn't rock with is if he's broke, like legit broke, like you know he live with his mama and don't have no car. You know this. And he's actively trying to get pussy. I'm not talking about like, oh, he's a nice guy. You've been working with him and you just mm-hmm. want you want to go out with him. He's like, nah, nah, nah. I ain't talking about that nigga. I'm talking about a nigga who you, he knows he's fucked up. And he's hollering at your ass. Mm-hmm. That's the nigga you don't want because he don't even know that once he gets it and times get times are going to be hard every time for a man because you have a woman you have a kid at the end of the day a nigga inspires kevin sales even talked about this no man really does 50 50 yeah no man really wants to do 50 no man no man every man yeah. aspi- a real man aspires for the 100 percent, right that's like what, what was the guy named the basketball player guy that's married to kiana taylor i mean tiana taylor oh my gosh oh i'm on shepherd <laughs> Yeah. Iman, he was like, he I don't thing. give a damn about your money. But the issue with the money is the women use the money as the token. Like, oh, well, I'm making my own money. Mm-hmm. I don't got to listen to you. I'd rather listen to some other random nigga at the job to tell me what to do, my boss. But I'm not going to listen to the man that's loving and taking care of me because I got my own money. Mm-hmm. Nah, if you were soft living, you listen to your man because everything is in line because nine times out of ten a man gonna default back to you. Well a good man. You, a good really Right, I was about to say a good man. Cause not all men default back to you. Um but a good man does. But I about to say a good man, a man that wants to build that uh, family, build that legacy. What do they say the man is the head but the woman turned the neck. Yeah. And that's, like I I was raised like that. Like yeah the man's gonna be in charge. Uh, even my dad and stepmom he's in charge, but she turned all the necks. But then, then you have some women, and for those that are listening, I don't want y'all to take this and run the opposite direction and allude to the fact or conclude to the fact that we are saying that men run the house or men are, listen to your man. That's not absolutely, that's absolutely not what we're saying. We're saying that it is a partnership and a part of a partnership is about listening And so, men, if your woman is giving you the space to hold the reins in the relationship and to lead, it is your responsibility to not just lead, but to be able to follow from time to time and see exactly, you know, what her thoughts are, how she's feeling, and vice versa. Like It is what we call servant leadership. Right, right. That's what they call it. One and two, um, attack your traumas because... To your point, I think the issue too was when men were all in charge, there were fucked up decisions. Mm-hmm. There were there wasn't a servant leadership; it was a dictatorship. Yeah, 
So and then you had a lot of strong. women scarred mm-hmm. and they passed that down to their children. And then mm-hmm. their children either became dictators or became servants. There was no in-between. It was just, okay, mm-hmm. I got to serve or I got to dictate. And it's like, mm-hmm. And then now you're looking up and then some of those same women, yeah, that man might have been like a dictator, but that wasn't all. See, I tell people like this, black people, our narratives change every decade, but for some reason we get stuck into like the 30, 40 years ago. Like we're, we're marching and doing shit now, but we be bringing up Martin Luther King them from the sixties. Like that shit is relevant. Like bro, yeah. that shit is, Oh, don't talk to me about why I'm not voting now. Voting is totally different than it was in 65. Mm-hmm. Old mm-hmm. shit. Same shit with narratives and relationships. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My granddad might've been a dictator, but a lot of our dads, Either they just left. Right. I'm like, child. But Hmm. if they were in the house, (laughs) they were taking care of business. Yeah. So if you know, and we tell, we say this about women too. If you know anybody who know, especially their father, because you're going to know your mom. But if you know a person, a man or woman who knows their father and they were in the house raising them, nine times out of 10, those are the people who are looking to line up and looking to have families because they know what it takes. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And then the women also know what it takes. Like, look. I know my like my sister's that way. Listen, I'm looking for a man that's going to take care of this car because my dad takes care of my car. He just that's just something that men do. Hey, but I also know as a woman, little things like maybe I'll make sure food is cooked or make sure there's there's groceries in the refrigerator. Now he's gonna make sure there's money in the account to go buy to the go groceries, buy the groceries. But I'll make sure the groceries are in there. Like, and he's not gonna throw it up in my face. There you go. Because. I have I have That's seen relationships the where the guy throws it up. Well, everything in this house I bought, and she's like, "Well, everything in it, I, it wouldn't have gotten in the house without me." And now they're going back and forth on That's who's key. more important. And it's like, okay, yeah, the money was put in the account by him, but the house was literally furnished by her. The food was in the house; it was cooked every. Okay, like what are we arguing about? And you ladies, know. <laughs> I think you're the nail on the head. Like you really, I gotta get that again. That's the nail. Because I had to realize that in my relationship too. It's like if you ever get to a point and you're trying to throw it in the face, because the other side of that is you also have to feel appreciated mm-hmm. to not throw it in your face. So I might not say nothing about paying for all these groceries until there's a point where there's an argument, and I'm just like, you know what? I've been holding, I've, I've been holding this in I've for been days. Groceries for forty weeks in a row, and I only got two thank yous. And now you're going off on me. But imagine if you said thank you every time I bought the groceries and then I would say thank you every time you cook. That would just diffuse a lot of that shit. So I, I think much. You're on the head. So much. I want that much. shit in people's faces. I think that's, that's just a maturity level thing too. You know what I'm saying? And that's also a communication thing. Like sometimes you have to know what it is you need from your partner. Because I, I, I think I was dating a guy and I would make sure I said thank you like everything even if you open my door thank you so much like mm-hmm. thank you and he'll be like you don't have to keep saying thank you like why do you keep why do you keep saying that and I would just be like well I want to make sure that you know that I'm appreciative of it I'm not trying to be redundant I just want to make sure you know that's it I'm not trying to be super girly about it but sometimes people just need to hear that they're appreciated um I heard something on uh, uh, it's a YouTube show called The Business, mm. and he said something that 
I did, I never thought of it like this, but it makes sense. They say, you know, men are looking for women, right? So as soon as a woman does little things like, you know, makes her own money, works a job, because everybody has to do that, but then kind of starts taking the career as a focus, not the family, right? Starts saying things like, well, I don't need no man, right? And the last thing that, oh, well, I don't have emotions in the sense that I can just sleep with whoever, like we talked about at the beginning of the pod, the transactional, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I can do this with this nigga and this nigga and this nigga and they don't feel nothing, right? Just like a quote-unquote man would. He said that at that point, that's why a lot of men are chasing those women because you now appear as a man. And the heterosexual man is just not going to get with another man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I guess some of that stuff is the result of what you were saying. If you see a lot of women becoming the men, a lot of men becoming the women, when you do have a real man that's a man, he's not going to get with a woman who became a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, Or it's going to take a lot of breakthrough to get to that point because I also know why women have gotten that hard because I am working, taking care of my shit. Like, what do I need a nigga for? Yeah. If I get a rose, I'm really in the game. You know what I'm saying? I can buy my own toys. I can take care of everything. Hey, if I go yeah. on a trip to Jamaica, I already know I can. But I think that ultimately, and Pastor Cal said this on Eldridge's podcast, uh, people lie to themselves mm-hmm. to get through life and make themselves happy. So you, you might lie to yourself and say, oh, I don't want no woman. I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm a bachelor. I'm a player for life. As long as I got a good three to five hold, I'm good. I think I told, I, I think I, I cut somebody out the other day because they were, they had said something. He was a guy. He just sounded so ignorant. And I was like, that's not cute. I don't know who told you that, but living the life that you live in, being this playboy, being all in women's face, blowing money, I said, that's not cute at all. And he looked at me and was like, what the fuck? And I just walked away from him because I was like, I don't, that, that's not cute at all. I don't know who told you that. But it's levels of it. It's, <laughs> like, it's, but it's levels to, to that. I'm telling you, Krika, there's, there's everything for everybody out here. And I'm not seeing it on all levels. And there is a level because they're, they're all level of women who say, I'm not fucking with a nigga that don't make nothing less than a quarter million. Right? Mm-hmm. So those women look for a certain type of nigga to respond and do certain things too. So it's like, Everybody's trying to play this game, and I think ultimately, what you said earlier, find out who the fuck you are, know yourself, and then you know who you should be with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because unfortunately, I ain't gonna lie. When I when I talk to men and women, I I hear men men have more realizations of themselves than women do. Like a nigga will know. Like I said, a broke nigga will know. I'm not even trying to holler at no girl right now, bro, because I need to do X, Y, and Z. Mm, I think that's subjective. I think that's that is know, entirely I, subjective. I, I, I talk to some women and I be like, oh well, then what are you looking for? And they be like, well, I want a nigga to be, be, be. And I'm like, well, mm, are you okay, even, are you yeah, no, you're right, you're are right. You even trying to go to the gym to yeah. lose a little weight? Like, yeah, no. are you even going? to I do- absolutely agree because I have listened to some conversations with women, and it really pissed me off because I was like, bro, damn, this is why. This, you are the reason why niggas look at me crazy. Because, look, you, what? Like, that's your thought process? So if that's your thought process, that's probably your friend's thought process. Because it's a group of, like, seven of Mm y'all. So if seven of y'all and then this one of me 
and they go and they take each one of us out on a date. So they go on eight dates. I am definitely going to be the crazy one because <laughs> you just had seven other beautiful women talking something completely different. Exactly. Because all y'all look, this, see, you have the same uniform on. So I'm thinking when I come to this restaurant, all y'all going to act the same. But then that one person doesn't. And, like, say, and, and then when you don't, it's like I said, it's not a rare thing. I just think that it's all where you at in levels and then playing the games. Because on the other level, I mean, I know men who they'll have a baby mama, two baby mamas, or even three. Hey. And then they'll know where they're at on spectrums, right? But I hear a woman have three baby daddies and act like it's crazy for a nigga with no kids to not want to even acknowledge. Yeah. They turn up. What's wrong with this nigga? Child, do you even know? A man on the other hand, they'll see that, and as soon as they say that to a girl, and the girl be like, "No, I can't deal with it." He don't turn up. You know what? I understand. I understand. No, I I agree. Or it could go ahead and just be, "Hey, look, you know what? Because of this situation, we just gonna be cool." Boom. But women on the other hand, sometimes they can't realize, or even on the money tip, you want a nigga to make this much, but you make that much. Does that even add up? Or can I you think even it depends. Bring, I was about to say. To I think it depends on what what that person is bringing. Because while money is a valid factor, it is not the only factor. And so, if you are making X Y amount of money, and then the woman that you're choosing to court or choosing to have in your space is only making X Y amount of money or no money at all, but she is also bringing core values. She's bringing like. Yeah. spirituality like she's bringing prayer she's bringing promise she's bringing purpose like she's bringing things that are untangible you cannot buy what yeah. she has at the end of the day y'all are kind of on the same playing field because she could take money. that money you already are making yeah. and turn it into something magical so versus so skill right not even yeah. skill i would say morals no, 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 I, like no, would, core say, values no, i would say skills too what do you mean skills and what because like you can be making twenty thousand as a data entry, or you can be making twenty thousand as a lab tech in research, moving your way up to become mm. a director. The data entry shawty might just be focused on I'm just trying to get to the next paycheck, and as long as I can keep this same little data job for the next ten years, the mm-hmm. versus oh, yeah. the lab tech is like, no, I'm progressing, I'm moving, because because to me that right there already telling your morals are different. It's like going to college. You went to college. First of all, you went to high school with people who didn't go to college at all. So those morals were different. Because if that person didn't go to college but also didn't start a business or get into a trade, that person wasn't going to be successful. Boom. Then you get to college. Some people were just there because their mama made them go. Some people was just you, there. If you, if you didn't have good work, uh, study habits. That means I know whatever job you get, you're not going to, you know, so it's the same. So I didn't really say mean money because money is subjective, but it is skill level like yeah or if you, you could be data entry but your data entry and you have a side hustle that you've just been working on the whole time and then now you connect with a nigga that's in the same industry as that side hustle eventually you should be able to leave that i think when it comes down to is with the money thing will you, will you leave that job or not like if, if y'all if you and your man are working on a real plan and he is the breadwinner or bringing in most of it mm-hmm. and it requires you to leave your job how tight are you trying to hold on and I feel like if you holding on to that job way too tight, you're choosing you're not gonna have no man. <clears throat> this guy it is crazy because I think it also is a matter of confidence. Yeah, 
because I went to an event on Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. And it was, um, it was just like, an, it was with Pandora and they were interviewing like DJ Drama and um, I forget the other two people, but <clears throat> I went to it. And I walk in by myself because I'm a go by myself type of person. And instantly, it's just like, I can feel the eyes. I can feel just the eyes. I can hear the whispers. But again, I have on heels, so I'm the tallest person in the room. I'm in my own world, physically, mentally. Like, I'm not, you know. I'm looking down at you like, niggas. Like, precisely. Like, I'm just like, child, I don't give a fuck. Like, and I'm, as I'm walking by, I'm hearing different women, different men. Oh, damn, she tall. Damn, she tall. Few women. Dang, I wish I was tall. Dang, I wish I was that tall. I wish I was that tall. Like, this one guy is like, I mean, like, you walked in and everybody is just trying to figure out who you are, what you got going on. Like, why are you so important to look the way that you look and carry yourself the way that you carry yourself? And I'm looking like, why are you in my business? Like, it doesn't matter who I am and what I do. I, I'm here just how you're here. Like, we're here to see whatever's being presented to us. So why is it that you're so consumed with what someone else has going on and not with, what you have going on and that's the same thing in relationships you get into relationships and if you aren't confident if you aren't secure in who you are if you don't know who you are where you're going or who you want to be it's it's inevitably going to in my opinion it's going to fail because you're going to be so concerned with the other person for instance this one guy I was talking to he lives out of state and he said something that alluded to the fact he was like, Cree, you're not about to leave Atlanta. Like you, you wouldn't move up here with me. And I was like, you haven't given me a reason to. So don't project your insecurities mm-hmm. on me. So because you're so engulfed with what I have going on and you think that I would never leave my home to come be with you mm-hmm. because you're insecure and you know, you're not doing enough. <laughs> And I told him, I said, I actually have been heavily considering leaving Atlanta. I said, but why would I move my life to come and be with you? If that nigga knew anything about Atlanta, people in Atlanta are thinking about getting out. Like, Like, people that are from Atlanta that's been here, they're ready to go because we already know that this is, it's headed down, it's headed for turmoil. We already know. And so it's just like, if you were more focused on who you wanted to be the type of man you wanted to be for me, to me, and with me, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because you would know that I would pick up and move and be with you. You would know that. And so it's just like it goes back to just being confident in who you are and knowing who you are and not forgetting. Like at the very beginning of the pod when we're talking about Kanye, for a millisecond you forgot that you were black. I mean... We all seen the documentary. Like, when Donda left, Kanye left, period. Point blank, period. There's nothing in my mind that tells me nothing differently. Like, that's how. So, how did that white woman come in? That's how. Because if Donda was still here, I don't even think that Kim Kardashian thing would have went that far. But he, 
they said something key in an interview that made me realize how they got Kanye. Because he said in the whole industry, when all that shit went down, Kim and her family, Kim and Chris was like the closest thing to acting like his mom as far as like taking him in and sheltering him. And like we said, to be on the pod, so. And baby in them. could afford to do that. Oh, after you know 10 times over, because they could afford to do it again. Yeah, like. His AKA girlfriend that was, you know, coming through, who knows where her financials, she probably couldn't take off a year or two to just cater to Kanye. Or mentally, mentally, because at some point it's not even about the money. You got to cater to it's, the It is about your mental capacity mm-hmm. to carry on the weight and the burden of somebody else. Yeah. Or the not the burden, the baggage. Yeah. Like... Like, and I, I know, over, right there. Right and there. because, of course, you're Kim Kardashian, you're Kris Jenner, you come with baggage. Like, you come with heavy-ass bags, and you can pay people to carry them, motherfuckers. All like, All <laughs> like, you All come with baggage, and, and you have the the bandwagon, or whatever it's called. Bandwidth. Band, right, bandwidth to have people carry them. Now, what I didn't like about this situation either was how they try to, you saw that one message when they were trying to say, hey, Kanye, this is Chris. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm and already this, is, this hurts me, and this I'm 67. I'm already sick of some shit, and I don't know where this could, like basically alluding to the fact that you could stress me the fuck out so I can die or something. Like, I okay, don't like Okay, and what like what about him? He's That reminds me of, um. well, did you hear what Ray yeah, J Yeah, what Ray J said. said. It's like, what about my mom? Exactly. Mama, what, like, what about everything she's been through? And I've been trying to keep this shit quiet, and y'all drumming it back up. Like For no reason. Like what? What about it? So if we gonna again, if we gonna talk about stress, let's talk about it across the board. Let's talk about it across the board mm-hmm. because I'm sure Kanye has been stressed the fuck out in y'all in y'all circus too. I mean, you know Kanye's stressed. Like, and he got four kids, and you know, just coming from all the, under the age of what ten. I mean, like I'm coming from the same. Angle he's coming from as far as non-custodial dad, there's a certain level of so much stress that I think nobody really understands sometimes because it's you have a mini version of you out there that like Kanye saying that he can't control. Like and you can, but you can't. Like you can because mm-hmm. you have rights, but then do you? And then if I go to the extreme, how far do I go? Where it won't be held against me in all forms. And then I also still am black. Like, there's so many. And you're only doing this because we're not together. I'm not there because if we was there, we would have came to a conclusion together. Right. And so it's it's just like, it's. So that just, that whole, Mm. you know what I'm saying? So I see why they be moving like one door down. Like, I mean, I, I used to think that too. Like, my kids wasn't so far in this, like, two different sides of town. I'd be thinking like. I would be two door down my damn self too. Yeah. Because you it's influence, like it's all about influence. You just want to make sure that you can do whatever you can do to influence this little person to be a productive member uh, productive of society. Because if not, you're gonna be dealing with all these little issues. And, and it's harder when your dad is Kanye. Exactly. And so the world is already painting him as crazy. The world is already painting him. And your mom is so, him. And so there's so many different articles. There's so much information that you absorb just as a child being on social media. Before it was like, okay, we could just not have these magazines in the house. We could just turn the TV off at a certain time. Like there were different 
precautionary measures parents could take to shelter their kids from, you know, mm-hmm. the societal pressures. Now, the shit's on YouTube, the shit's in advertisements, the shit's, like, you could turn on YouTube and then an advertisement could be about Kanye, like, or Kim, or, like, you All get what I'm saying? The hackers nowadays could send shit to the kids' phones and then it pops up. Like, there's so many different ways to attack a child's mind. And it's like, yeah, I need to be next door so I can come over and we can have story time and then we can go to bed at 7.30 and then wake up for school in the morning and I can be right there. Like, because I don't need the babysitter on the phone talking shit about me to her friends on the other side and of like it, i could be home and i got time to watch my kids but you don't got time so now you done hired all these babysitters or they're always at your mama's house or always with your sister every time i call they with somebody else well if that's the case they can be over here with me exactly I'm, I'm available and accessible so it's, i get it man it's just, uh, but again this goes back to knowing yourself one knowing who you're with and two taking into account the people you are having kids with like and i'm not saying this would not happen with like a black household or a black woman but again black women also have a a understanding more of an understanding of what it's like being black in this country what it's like not having a having both parents like they we we just have a certain level of understanding um but yeah this turned into like a whole relationship podcast okay somebody needs to hear it over the break but i'm like if you needed to hear that i hope that it it serves you in a way um for you to go and share it with someone else um like i said earlier we are going to be doing this I mean, child, I didn't forget what I was about to say. We're about to start posting um, the podcast on Mondays. So be tuned. Thank you so much for your support. Once again, this was a cool and conscious podcast brought to you by Black Owned, Black Run Company, Just Eldridge Media, um, hosted by me, your host, Cree, at Questions with Cree and Cool, Q-O-O-L, and Conscious on all social media platforms. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, and... Yeah. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Make sure you like, like, subscribe and share and all that other fancy social media stuff. <laughs> Bye.